Welcome to the podcast of Life Church in Houston, Texas. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope that this message inspires your week, builds your faith, and ultimately brings you closer to Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Well, good morning. Welcome all of our online members as well as our Friendswood Church and family. Excited to be up here today and speak to our graduates, to our graduates, congratulations. Let's give our graduates a big round of applause, huh? You know, this is a, uh, this is a journey, uh, culmination of a journey over time, and, uh, but this is not the end. You're uh, fixing to go into a new chapter, a new part of your life. And so I want to spend just a few moments, I will not be long this morning, uh, but I do want to talk to you about a question. That question is, which door now? Which door now? And so uh, this morning we'll be talking mostly to the graduates, but I do believe that, that what we're going to share this morning is applicable in all of our lives. You see, we all, we all face doors that we come across in our life, and, and we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, I want to spend a little time talking about what a door is in your life, how to approach it, and then um, maybe give you a formula, a formula for success in approaching those doors. So let's jump right in again this morning. Congratulations to our graduates. So what now, right? Which door do I go through next? And how do I know that that specific door is the right door for my life. And what's, what's even behind that door, right? What's even behind that door? And graduates, let me just tell you, 20 years, 25, 30 years after the fact of graduating high school, that question will still res- resonate. Which door now? What's behind that door? And how do I approach that door? Today we're going to look at this, and again, not for just our graduates, but for each one. You see, at this time in your life, you may know exactly which door it is that you need and want to go through. You may think you know which door that you need and want to go through, or you may not have a clue as to which door you need or want to go through, and and you're not alone in this journey. There are some of us, even here today, not graduates, long time removed from being graduates, that are sitting here going, which door do I go through? Right? And the church says, amen. It's part of life. It's part of life. It's a phase. You know, there's doors all through our life, both figuratively and literally. In fact, if I ask each of you this morning, how many doors are in your house? There are two things that would happen. One you would be wrong. Whatever number you gave me, you would be wrong. And two, I would assume that you probably underestimated the number of doors that are actually in your house. Front door, back door, closet door, all these doors. So let's do a quick activity. Let's have a little fun this morning. I'm gonna list out some doors that are in your house or possibly in your house. And I want you to raise your hands if you have these doors in your house, okay? Front door. Yeah, everybody's got a front door, hopefully, of some sort. 
You may not use it. I don't use my front door a whole lot. I use my garage door. But you have a front door. A sliding door. You have a sliding door that slides. Okay, a few of you have that. How about a pocket door that kind of slides into the wall and slides back? Okay, a couple of you have pocket doors. Those are a little unique. What about a screen door? I grew up with a screen door, right? I had a screen door when I was growing up. How about a garage door? How many of you have a garage door? All right. How many of you have a bathroom door? I'm going to ask that again because I didn't near see enough hands. How many of you have a bathroom door? Okay, if you don't have a bathroom door, there is your summer project. Everybody needs a bathroom door. Amen? All right? And especially if you have little kids, sometimes that's the only privacy you actually get, right? And they still come find you. How many of you have a closet door? Good. Yeah. Bedroom door. Good. How many of you have a glass door of some sort? Some sort of glass door. Yeah. How many of you have a trap door or a secret door? Oh, a few hands. I'm not coming to your house. I'm not sure what that's all about. But we have doors. We have tons of doors in our, in our, in our life, in our houses, and, and doors are also of spiritual significance in your life. Doors in the Bible are very metaphorical. You see, doors can symbolize an entrance into something. It can also symbolize an exit out of something. It can bridge you into something greater. It can be a barrier to keep you from something you don't need to be around. It's a welcoming sight, or it can be a sign of not being welcome. Acceptance, rejection, gateway, receptacle, whatever it is, doors are very important. Doors keep wild animals out of your house. Doors also keep cool air in your house. How many of you ever have said, it's either in or out, I don't care what it is, but you tell your kids, you either got inside or outside, but this back and forth is driving us crazy. We're letting all the cool air out. If you haven't said that or haven't heard that, you will eventually. But it's so important that doors have many purposes in our lives. So many uses for doors. The first thing I wanna to talk to you about is that a door is an opportunity. A door is an opportunity. Let's look real quick at the scripture and revelations chapter 3, and we'll be looking at verse 7 and verse 8. Now, in the book of Revelation, John pins this letter to seven churches that existed at the time. But he pins words that God spoke to them, and he writes to the church in Philadelphia, and he says, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, the words of the Holy One, the true one who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. So God is the, the author of those doors that are in your life for the most part. And whenever he opens it, no one can shut it. And when he shuts it, no one can open it. But verse 8 is where I want to hang my hat today. I know your works. He knows us. Behold, I have set before you an open door, an opportunity, if you will, 
which no one is able to shut. And I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. So God is showing this church a door of opportunity. And he's very honest and he's very open with this church. He tells them, you're young, but you're not very strong. You've made mistakes. You haven't been perfect. But because you've not denied my name, but because you've been faithful to me, I'm gonna open this door of opportunity. This door of opportunity is not open to the church in Philadelphia because of their strength or because of what they've done or what they've not done or the things that they've accomplished. It's just simply because. I am a product of the door of opportunity throughout my life. There have been doors of opportunity where I sit there and I, I sit in that position and I sit through that doorway and I walk through it and I am in nostalgia because I don't understand how I got there because I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I, I remember as a little boy uh, laying in bed, hearing my grandmother pray prayers over me, prayers of favor. I couldn't figure that out as a young man. I didn't, I didn't understand favor. I, I always thought like favor was like, I need you to do a favor for me. <laughs> I need you to do something for me. But as I've gotten older, I've realized what that was and I've reaped the benefits of those prayers of favors through doors of opportunity, things that have happened. And, and, and certainly, I've not been perfect. And certainly, there's times where I look and I go, how did I even get here? How did God allow me to get into this position of favor because of these doors of opportunity? But it's, it's been a, a blessing to stay the course and understand who he was in my life. Not perfect, graduates, just understanding who he is and who he is to you, allowing those doors of opportunity to open. You know, currently in the position that I am in now is one of those nostalgic moments, like how did I get here? All I ever wanted to do was teach math and coach basketball. That's all I ever wanted to do. But God continued to open doors of opportunity for me to walk through. And I could sit right down here and I could tell you story after story after story of doors of opportunity. It's important to understand that the door in your life sometimes is an opportunity from God. The second thing I want to leave with you today, the door is a decision. Every door is a decision in your life. You make the decision to go through it or not. No one forces you to. As we said earlier, doors are metaphors for choices in your life and and every door you walk in to in your life is by choice. And you'll learn quickly that there are certain doors you should walk through and certain doors you should not walk through. And even though, even whenever you walk through those doors, a decision has been made to walk through there. You see, your destiny and my destiny and all of our destinies will be shaped by which doors I walk past and which doors I walk through. And those choices determine my destiny. The tough part is knowing which one is right. So how many of you today, show of hands, can attest to our graduates as a testimony of, there have been times that I have walked through the wrong door in my life. Can I see your hands? Graduates, look around. Yeah, 
Every one of us. Every one of us has walked through a door that was not the right door. It was absolutely the wrong door. And here's where you have to be careful because we can all attest that when you walk through the wrong door, sometimes it's not as easy as just simply turning around and walking back out. Sometimes it takes you a little bit to get back on track. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes energy, it takes money to get back on track if you walk through that wrong door, to get back in that hallway where God wants you to be. You lose out on time. You lose out on energy, and you lose out on maybe finances, relationships, and either other opportunities. And sometimes you can see what's behind the door, and sometimes you can't. And that's what makes this, this decision very tough. So choosing the door is even more impactful than just saying the words, knowing which one to go through, which one to pass on. You need discernment. So we look at Philippians 1, 9 through 10, and this is what Paul writes to the church in Philippi. He says, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. Being able to discern which doors to walk through at what time. Verse 10, so that you may approve what is excellent and be blameless, pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So getting closer to God, walking closer to him, reading his words, seeking in the counsel of the wise people that he's placed in your life, that's part of growing in discernment. Because discernment is like any other ability. You have to work at it. You have to work at it each and every day to help guide and direct you. The last thing here, door is a distraction or a trap. A door can be a distraction or a trap. These doors are, are not opportunities from God necessarily. These are things that people put in your way to distract you. Trap doors that Satan puts in your way to try to get you off track to what God truly wants in your life. You see, God has a plan for each of us. Jeremiah 29 tells us, I, I know the plans that I have for you. And which doors I walk through depend, help me, to, help, help me to determine if I'm following this plan that God has for us. So I want to share with you just for a few moments a, a formula, if you will. And I, I learned this probably 10 or 15 years ago, and it's, it's helped me along the way. And I got this from Andy Stanley, a fantastic uh, speaker, minister, pastor in Georgia. And I want to share this with you because I think this is so impactful, not just for our graduates, but for each of us here today. You see, we've all made the wrong decision. We've all walked through the wrong door. And as we said earlier, sometimes we've struggled to get back on path. We have these chapters in our lives, each of us do, that we wish we could go back, right? We wish we could go back and make a better decision. Choose a different door. Have a different outcome. But here's why, here's why we go through those doors of distraction, through those doors that Satan uses as a trap, and we miss those doors that God provided us as opportunities. It's because we ask ourselves the wrong question. We ask ourselves the wrong question. You see, if you're asking the wrong question, it doesn't matter what the answer is. You're gonna be led astray. 
You have to know which question is the most important to ask. So as you approach the door, whether you know what is behind it or whether you don't know what is behind it, you begin to ask questions like, is it the right thing to do, right? You start, in your mind, you start putting in these, these equations, these formulas of, is it the right thing to do? Does it benefit me? Does it benefit my family? Those, those are questions you start to ask yourself. A couple of things before I go on, the door you approach and wonder if you should walk through it all. It won't contradict God's word. So one thing I can guarantee you, as you try to figure this whole thing out and you start asking all these questions, the one thing I can promise you is the door that you're just trying to decide whether to walk through or pass on will not ever contradict God's word. Ever, never, ever. If it contradicts the word of God, it's the wrong door, my friend. It's the wrong door. Keep walking. But here's the question I want you to ask. Is it the wise thing to do? Skip on all the other questions. As you go into life and you go to this decision and you go up to this door, skip all the other questions. And go to the question, is it the wise thing to do? And there are three parts to this question. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to get through these quickly, but they're so very important. In light of my past, and all the things that have gone on in my life, is it the wise thing to do? In light of my current circumstance of where I am right now in life, where God has placed me, is it the wise thing to do? The third question, in light of my future hopes and dreams and plans, is it the wise thing to do? Three parts. And the answer has to be yes to all three parts. If any moment at any of those are, are no, step away from the door. Because it's not the door that you need to walk through. It's not the door that you need to walk through at that moment. They ultimately will shape your future. Let's look at Ephesians 5 and 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. The first part of that scripture tells us to look carefully. Before you even get into the wise and the unwise, you have to look carefully. You have to be on the lookout for these doors. Because these doors, we've already said, are opportunities and distractions and traps. So you have to see the doors in your life. You have to look carefully. But as you approach those doors and you see them, that's where you just start to ask that most important question. Is it the wise thing to do? Paul writes to him to be careful in what you do and live like the wise. So the question part's easy. The answers are where the complexity comes in. Three parts of that question, and they all need to align in order to move through that door. So you can spend a lot of time asking, is it the right thing to do? And we as human beings can find ways to justify our decisions, amen? 
So as you approach that door and you start asking, is it the right thing to do? You can find ways in which to justify why you need to walk through that door. Doesn't mean it's the wise thing to do. You can ask yourself, is it the legal thing to do? Is it permissible? Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's the wise thing to do. You ask yourself, is it the wise thing to do? You know, don't spend time wondering, is a, well, is there a thou shalt not in the Bible about this? Because if there's, a, if there's not a thou shalt not, then that must mean that I thou shalt. And I should be able to do it with all my might. Still doesn't mean it's the wise thing to do. Still doesn't mean it's the wise choice to make. In light of my past and things that I've dealt with, it's not the wise thing to do. Could it be right? Sure. Is it permissible? Yeah. Is it legal? Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything specific about thou shalt not in the Bible on it? No. But in the light of my past, my family history, the choices that I've made, it's not wise to do. In my current situation, where I am with my finances, where I am with my family, where I am in my job, my career, my walk with God, is it the wise thing to do right now? It may be legal, it may be permissible. You may even justify that it's right, but is it wise? And maybe one of the most important things is, in light of my future, all the hopes, all the dreams, all the things that I have planned for my life, is it the wise thing to do? And if the answer is no to any of those three, don't go through the door. Don't make that decision. They all have to line up to what is wise. And that's what Paul was writing in Philippians to that church is seek the counsel of the wise and, 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 and do what's wise. For example, talk to the graduates specifically. Credit card applications. If you haven't received one yet, just wait. I'll never forget, I was in college, and I stopped by the, uh, the ranch, if you will, there at Magnese, and they always had a credit card application available. I don't know that there was a day went by almost that there wasn't a credit card company or something there wanting to give you a credit card. And they offered you a free T-shirt, too. <laughs> and as a college kid, guess what I did? I signed up for every one of them because I wanted a free T-shirt. Luckily, I didn't, I cut them up when they came in because my grandmother taught me well. But as you, as you go through life and things like this, like a credit card application, or maybe it's a loan, you're, you're pre-approved for a certain amount. It's not necessarily the wise thing to do. Is it legal? Certainly. Does your credit score give you a certain limit? Yeah. Doesn't mean you need to max it out. It's a decision that needs to be made. Maybe in light of my past and my past spending habits, it's not a wise choice. 
Maybe the fact that I don't have a stable job right now, maybe it's not a good choice to go in and get a loan. In future of where I want to go in life and who I want to be, I don't want to, se- I don't want to settle myself down into debt, credit card debt that I can't afford. You see where I'm going? It's not about what's right. It's not about what's legal. It's not what's about permissible or moral. What's the wise thing to do? That's where you start to figure out what God has for you in his life. He's not going to put something in front of you that's going to cause you that harm. He wants you to walk through the door so that you fulfill the plan that he has. But you only get there by making wise choices. You only get there by making wise decisions on which doors that you walk through. In light of my past experiences, in light of my current circumstances, in light of my future hopes, dreams, and plans, what is the wise thing to do? Problem is, we don't like that question. We don't like that question because we typically know what the answer is. We like the question, what's the right thing to do? Because that's easy to justify. Well, I need this because da-da-da-da. What's the wise thing to do? In light of my past experiences is, a, is, a, is the first question you need to ask yourself because you have a unique past. No one else has your past. No one else has dealt with the things that you've dealt with. So it's a unique question just to you. It's not what everybody else thinks. It's unique to you. In light of my current past and my decisions and the choices that I made, everything that I've been through, is it the right thing to do? Is it the right choice to make? Is it the right decision to make? In the light of my family history or doors that I've already walked through, in light of my current situation, where you are financially, what's just happened in your life, maybe fine later because sometimes the answer's not yes, right? It's, it's no, not now. I think that's important for us to, to realize as we do this walk with God that sometimes we want to go through this door. We feel like it's, it's, it's what we're supposed to do, and God's like, not now. The answer is not yes, but the answer is not no either. It's, it's, it's not now. That's, that's why it's so important to take into where you are right now in your life, right now in your situation, right now with everything that's going on with you and your family and your needs. Because it might be the right thing to do, it's just not the wise thing to do right now. The last piece of this one, again, is what is it in light of your future hopes and dreams? your marriage and your finances and the relationships down the road, how will the decision that you make right now affect where you want to be down the road? Because understand that every door is a decision. And your decisions, your direction will determine your destination. The choices that you make right now will determine where you end up. When I pull out of the parking lot this this afternoon and all of you pull out of the parking lot, you're going to make a choice to make a left turn or a right turn. And the choice that you make will determine where you end up. If you go out of our main entrance and you want to go to Interstate 45 and you take a left turn, you're going to be a while. 
You're going to eventually get back, but you're going to be a while. The same thing goes with life. When you come to that crossroad and you come to that door, the decision that you make will determine where you end up. That's why decisions and doors are so important in our lives. It's why it's so important to understand which door do I walk through and how do I walk through it? And that's why you have to ask yourself, is it the wise thing to do? If I'm standing, if I'm in my car at the end of the parking lot, the wise thing for me to do if I want to go to Interstate 45 is take a right. I know that's simplistic, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a point here. It's easier for me to turn right if I want to go to 45. I can't turn left, but somewhere down the road, I got a U-E and come back around. And that's not always fun. And that's not always advantageous to our, our path. Same thing in life. Know where you want to go so that you can make the wise choice now. Take the time to ask the question. In light of where I want to be, in light of where I want to go, in light of my hopes, my goals, my dreams for myself and my family, is this a wise choice? Because again, it could be a right choice, it could be legal, it could be all these things, but is it wise? Best question ever is how Andy Stanley writes it. Best question ever. So if you don't remember anything else today, you walk out of here, remember it's always the best question. What is the wise thing to do? Because unwise decisions of our past have somewhat robbed us in some form or fashion of something we wanted in life, amen? Unwise decisions that I have made personally, that I didn't take the time to ask those questions, have robbed me of stuff, have robbed me of relationships, have robbed me of opportunities, have robbed me of all kinds of things. So that's what I've tried to make up in my mind that I'm gonna ask this question before I go through a door. I'm gonna ask this question before I go through making a decision. You see, I know my past and I know my present and I know where it is that I wanna go better than anyone else. So I'm gonna ask myself that question and I weigh all three areas in. And someone here today needs to hear that. Not just our graduates. Someone here today is at a crossroads and you're in decision-making mode of some sort. Can I tell you it's a very simplistic question, but it's very complex in answers because you have to be perfectly honest with yourself. In light of my past, in light of my current situation, and in light of my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? What is the wise thing to do? What door do I go through? What decision do I make? And when we refuse to make that question known, we refuse to answer it, we deceive ourselves. We deceive ourselves when we go through all the, the other questions of life. We don't take the time to ask, what's the wise thing to do? Past experiences, current circumstances, future hopes and dreams. 
Those are the questions you ask yourself as you approach those doors in life to make those decisions. So if we could, let's stand. I'm gonna invite Pastor Bo back up here. Whether you're a high school graduate, whether you're a college graduate, or maybe you're like me, you're so far removed, you barely remember that time. It still applies. It's still the best question ever. So I encourage you. As we all go through this thing called life that God's allowed us to participate in, there'll be doors in life. There'll be some that'll be opportunities. There'll be some that are traps or distractions. But they'll all be decisions. The door that you choose to walk through or the door that you choose to pass by will help determine where you end up in life. That's why it's so important to know which door now. And I'd love to be able to stand here and say that that I have all the answers or Pastor Bo has all the answers or Pastor Jim has all the answers, but guess what? We don't. We don't. I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you which door to go through. But I can point you in the direction of seeking God's face, praying about it, reading his word, asking him to give you discernment, asking what's the wise thing to do, and asking God to reveal those answers to you. And if any of those three questions are a no, you have your answer. You have your answer right there. Graduates, you will not be perfect in this area. You'll choose the wrong door occasionally and you'll make the wrong decision. It doesn't mean it's a failure. It's just a detour. You have that opportunity to get back on track because God has a plan for you. That plan doesn't change. He'll get you back on track. But again, it's that, that willingness to do that. Work on discernment. Ask the right question. Choose the right door the majority of the time and you'll get the most out of life that God has for you. Amen. Amen. So graduates, I wish you nothing but the best as you move forward. I know you'll make some great decisions. Just know it's the best question ever. Don't ever forget it. To our congregation, thank you so much. You make the best question ever, the best choice by the best question ever as well. Love you. Bless you.